G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Our Middle East reporter Ron Ross is joining us on the phone today. Welcome, Ron. Uh, Thank you very much, Tracy. The situation regarding the territories in Israel has been of contention in recent days. So you've, you've got a rather enlightening report on that issue this morning. Yeah, it's from a good friend of mine, a journalist who's been in uh, Jerusalem for the last 25 years. He moved his family there from South Africa. His son actually serves in the Israeli army. And he has a regular report, which he calls the Jerusalem Watchman Report. And people can read that at jerusalemwatchman.org. I just want to read something from what he published yesterday. Uh, It headlined, Wither Australia Now. And I won't read the full article, but I will read the highlights. He said, Czech citizens rallied in front of Prague's castle on Monday in protest against militant Islamism and in support of Czech President Milos Zeman. The public rally also called on the Czech government to maintain a fair and unbiased policy towards Israel and referred to other countries like Australia and Canada that seek to do the same. Now, his full report is about the Australian decision uh, to no longer regard uh, Jerusalem as uh, occupied. And uh, his uh, wisdom and his insight uh, makes fascinating reading. Uh, But he sent me an email personally this morning, and uh, it was a vision uh, that he shared that he'd had years ago uh, that he virtually uh, ignored Uh, But in his report, he's talking about the fact that uh, at one stage, Britain was given uh, an anointing by God uh, to be chief among the nations. And uh, Stan points out that uh, God used men like the Wesley brothers, J.T. Studd, Hudson Taylor and Charles Spurgeon to evangelize the world. But Britain failed uh, during the uh, start of World War II, and that anointing went to the U.S., and now he's virtually saying that he's had a vision uh, that uh, sends that anointing to Australia. He said, uh, I confess when I first heard about this, I was far from impressed. Australia, with its few tens of millions of people tucked away at the ends of the earth, could hardly be destined to be a replacement for the mighty United States. But he said, I'm having to repent of this view because I'm coming to understand that the Crown does not necessarily have anything to do with how wealthy or populous or powerful a nation is. It concerns the way God can use a nation to spread the gospel of the kingdom, and it surely has to be one of God's greatest blessings on a nation to choose to use them as an instrument of propagating the kingdom. God's ways are not our ways. They are far higher, he writes. It's just a fascinating read, and I'd recommend people read it in full. 
at uh, JerusalemWatchman.org. Certainly a story worth keeping an eye on. Now, the other story, Ron, that is around today, obviously, is this situation that has unfolded in Egypt over recent months and really came to a head last night when the Egyptian court sentenced those Al Jazeera journalists to lengthy jail terms. You know, Al Jazeera reports their news from an Arab point of view. That's why the name's Al Jazeera. Uh, and in Egypt, that's not acceptable. And uh, unfortunately, in the Western world, we don't understand. We, we've grown up with democracy. Uh, but uh, in the Middle East and many areas around the world, uh, they're governed by a dictatorship. And uh, the Al Jazeera reporting uh, was just seen to be pro-Muslim brotherhood. And that's what the court has ruled. The sentences were handed down against Peter Gress, the Aussie, a Canadian-Egyptian acting Cairo bureau chief, Mohamed Fahmy, and Egyptian producer, Bar Mohamed, and uh, they've also received an extra three years in prison on separate charges. Uh, overall, they were given seven years. And uh, it's sad to see we wanted him released because I think he was only doing a fair report, uh, but for, through the eyes of uh, al-Sisi and his government, uh, uh, that was considered to be a protest against uh, the popular belief in Egypt and therefore unacceptable in that kind of society. Well, you're certainly right when you say we don't understand it because looking from a Western perspective at the way that whole court system and court case unfolded, the evidence that was produced to the court contained family photos and the like. There didn't seem to be a lot that actually condemned them. What do you make now of the outcry effectively around the globe from the likes of Navi Pillay, from the likes of John Kerry, of course our foreign minister, uh, the White House spokesman has spoken out against it as well. Do we as an Australian government, do you think, have much hope of being able to appeal in any sense to the new Egyptian government? I think we can appeal, but I think it will fall on deaf ears. Anything that regimes in the Middle East see as a threat to their authority and undermining their do-as-I-say attitude uh, is a threat. And uh, they don't give in to that at all. Uh, it would be quite a miraculous thing for this decision to be turned around. And I, I don't think the opinion of the West counts for anything. And uh, I don't think particularly the United States... Obama administration has much sway at all in the Middle East at all because they've been uh, declared to be soft and weak. And it seems that the opinion of the West doesn't seem to matter either when it comes to working with Iran and Iraq. Benjamin Netanyahu says that's not a good idea in this latest situation with ISIL and ISIS. Well, you know, in this particular case, I wouldn't like to be the President of the United States or our own Prime Minister because... What side do you support? Uh, The Prime Minister al-Maliki is a puppet of Iran. He's a Shia Muslim, and he's isolated all the Saudis, uh, removed them from the military, removed them from senior administrative roles, and now he's got an uprising on his hands, and he's got terrorists trained in Syria on his doorstep. And Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu at the weekend uh, warned the United States against working with Iran in the effort to pull Iran back from this chaos. And it's really a difficult decision. Kerry is over there at the moment telling them to work together. 
well, Sunni and Shia don't do that, and Saudi Arabia is on one side and Iran's on the other. So uh, it's very difficult to decide how this is going to work out except to see Iraq uh, uh, become a three-state situation with Sunnis in one place, uh, Shia in another, and the Kurds in another. And this is a story that's going to be around for quite some time to come, I would think. Well, it's been going on forever and it will continue until Christ returns. Now, the Presbyterian Church has opted to divest from three major companies because they have ties with Israel. What is this all about? It's been going on for some time. The Presbyterian Church have uh, been treating Israel something like a ping-pong ball. Uh, But now their decision at the weekend was to divest from companies that work with Israel. And uh, I'll just see if I can call them up. Hewlett-Packard was one. Uh, Motorola is another. And uh, the other one was the uh, company that moves a lot of uh, uh, construction. Um, and they've been isolated. I believe the uh, Presbyterian Church has something like $23 million invested in Caterpillar, Hewlett-Packard and Motorola, and they're pulling that money because uh, their companies uh, work in Israel and support what they call the Israeli aggression. I'll just point out here that this is the Presbyterian Church in the United States that we're referring to. Have you read or seen anything, Ron, that would allude to the fact that this could follow through into Australia? No, I haven't, uh, and I haven't seen that kind of response from any church in Australia. Uh, but it was announced at the weekend and immediate reaction by the World Jewish Congress uh, Chief Executive Officer uh, uh, Robert uh, Singer, who said it's a terrible signal about the church and its priorities. And unfortunately, I would have to agree and say they're getting their doctrine from public opinion rather from the Bible. You've certainly left us with plenty to pray about today. That's Ron Ross, our Middle East correspondent. Ron, always good to talk to you. We'll chat again next week. Thank you, Tracy. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.